So welcome to Artist Talks, where we have a range of guest speakers who are often graduates of the Learning Connection come in to talk about how they've sustained their creativity. We've done a number of Artist Talks on site. We did mostly Honours Artist Talks last term. We didn't have a graduate come in, so it gives me great pleasure to welcome Kath Rogers. Kia ora Dan and kia ora everybody here. Hi, how's it going? Great. And Kath, you're a graduate of the Learning Connection? Yep, I am. Tell us about, did TLC find you or did you find TLC back in the day? Uh, I'm pretty sure I found TLC back in the day. Um, I think every, a, a lot of people, contemporaries, were talking about the Learning Connection. It used to be, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the place in Erskine, in Island Bay, the old nunnery. So I first attended the Learning Connection yeah, back then in Island Bay. What year was it, Kath? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I think mid 2000s. Yeah, yep, yep. Sure. What was your impression of the Learning Connection at the time? Um, I remember thinking, wow, this place is amazing. First of all, the location. And it was in this crazy old nunnery, really cool building. And the classrooms were just all over the place. You had to run up all these stairwells and really amazing building. Um, and I liked the Learning Connection, it really appealed to me because it wasn't, it was quite sort of unorthodox, it had quite sort of, you know, crazy tutors, <laughs> 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 sort of a bit more alternative, it felt a bit more alternative, um, wasn't sort of so serious in its conduct and its, and that really appealed to me, the, uh, the different styles of, um, courses that you could take, like there were so many different options mm. that you could take and yeah, it just seemed like a really good choice for me. Kath, did you, did you start in certificate or did you start in diploma? I think I actually started in diploma, yeah. I'm not quite sure how I wrangled yeah. that. Did you do previous arts education or? I've done a lot of education but not necessarily mm. art, I've mm. sort of started a lot of degrees like a dance degree, a singing music degree. Um, healing, like health, I did massage, holistic <laughs> health, um, and yeah, so I sort of wrangled my way into diploma, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people do that with recognised prior learning, especially if they've done other uh, fields of creativity. Yeah, but in saying that, I have spent a lot of years at the Learning Connection. Yeah. Tell us um, about that. So you, you started in diploma in the middle 2000s? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I took a series of different courses, I think like yeah. drawing, painting, I think I did some screen printing, <coughs> um, and then I must have left Erskine for a while, moved back down south because I've spent a lot of time in Golden Bay, top of the South Island. So I did some extramural studying mm. in between, and then I actually came back um, onto campus when the Learning Connection had moved out here. Mm. So it was really different again. Um, that's when I started to dabble in a bit of graphic design, which really helped, you know, went alongside with painting, which I can talk about later. Um, and then I think I even went back to do extramural when I got pregnant and moved back down south. Mm -hmm. So I've gone on off campus. <laughs> happens to a lot of our students because there's flexibility of our programs in terms of life and moving and yeah. babies and, and, and so on. So some of the connections you made with students, and, and tutors at the time, in terms yeah. of them guiding your creativity? Uh, I became really good friends with a lot of people out here, like mm -hmm. students, we, we uh, 
were really good friends on site and off site, so made some really cool lifetime connections. Um, and, and the tutors, they were all really approachable, you know, they're like friends. They mm. became like friends as well, like Mark and Mel, um, Sue, who painted this whole building, she was a good friend, and Christina Earle. Did your, your opportunities to exhibit, were the, fir the first time you maybe put a piece up in a wall in a, in a show, was it at the Learning Connection or was it beyond that? Or It was actually. Um, so I found the Learning Connection great for me because I have been painting and drawing for as long as I can remember. I think I had my first little exhibition at home when I was four. I put paintings up on the windows and got mum and dad to invite neighbours over to buy my paintings for 50 cents. Um, where, where do you feel you were most challenged or most stretched with your creativity while you are at the Learning Connection? Was there a certain tutor or a certain project you did which allowed you to take you know, maybe extra risks which you look back at and think, wow, that just really made a difference in what I did? I remember doing painting with Mark Spratt um, years ago at Erskine and I just felt like I had this desire to really paint big and yeah there was a woman back then who taught us how to make the frames and so that was great for me because I was able to produce really big works like I'd have two panel pieces because I had gone from doing little, you know, tight design, mouldy motif work. Suddenly I was just sort of painting on these really large canvases and it took me into abstraction. Completely different field of painting. And that was amazing. It was just like finding this whole other world of creativity. Yeah, and expression. You can really express externally, you know, stuff that you're feeling internally. It might have something to do with like body mechanics, physically, you know, being able to move your body while, whilst you're painting. You were able to just really go for it. And the tools that I use, you know, sometimes I use like a big um, floor mop. Um, so that's, you know, it's like an extension of this tiny little paintbrush. And I use a cleaning, um, a smaller, like a toilet brush, but with the soft, um, the soft material and it just allows you to just really, you know, freely move your arm. How much does marketing play in what you do creatively? Uh, marketing is a big part of what I am doing. Mm. At the moment, I've, I've also done a lot of musical stuff like DJing, um, so I, I feel like I need to market myself and events and exhibitions. It's a really important part of it. It can be, I think, a really hard part for artists. I think a lot of artists don't have the, you know, they're a bit shy in doing that, but I think it's something that's actually really, really, really important as an artist. You know, you need to feel really proud of what you're putting out there. And I think that is a huge key in getting people to come and see your works. Um, it's constantly, Facebook is great, actually. It's a really good marketing tool. Were these styles emerging when you were doing your time at the Linear Connection with your study? Did you, were there similar shapes or similar colours or similar essence? I see a creative process as like, you know, we're moving through space and time all the time on Earth. <laughs> and I feel like my creative, you know, me as a person living daily and being a creative person, it's, that's changing all the time as well. Having a baby, for me, um, it made me get really serious about who I am and having a career and wanting to get my creative stuff out there. 
and yeah I remember I just when I had the energy and the time again I just created this massive amount um, of big scale paintings I had this like newfound energy but um yeah I've started doing things with him like I collect rubbish like um, empty packets of things instead of putting them in the recycling I've started keeping this big sack of um, cardboard and toilet rolls and things because he loves creating crafty stuff with sellotape and scissors so I've you know he's really into making things from that you know I'd like to keep them and have some kind of little exhibition with other kids yeah. you know get their stuff out there yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of installation does any of your work factor in installations you're, you're talking about dance parties before Yes, well I've had this idea for a while because I'm a DJ and I love um, doing musical stuff and going to festivals uh, that I'd really like to do like a multi-genre multi show where you have, you know, you could have quite a few people collaborating and you could be exhibiting paintings. I'd love to one day, you know, t these snippets of photos that I've taken of my works I'd love to be able to print them digi digitally onto fabric mm. and make really funky outfits. And I had this idea that I would love to do that and create a different outfit to match each painting. So at the exhibition, you'd have someone standing in front of the painting with, with um, you know, this fashionista fuddy style outfit that matched the painting and then they could sort of move around and when we spoke on the phone last night, when we were talking about yeah. the talk, you were mentioning um, you have the show and it's all, you're all peaking and you, all, the, all the marketing on Facebook, but then you also mentioned that sort of, that kind of like, not the come down, but the kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's like a big build up, I think, and I can, can relate, and probably other people who have exhibited can relate to that, but it's kind of a weird place, eh? You put all this energy into it, you share it, and you kind of go, huh. What yeah, was it was like that, uh, because for me, this show that I just had, if you ever are in town and want to check it out, um, do so, you put so much energy into the paintings, like every day I was painting, and you know, you're putting your heart and soul into all this stuff, and then, of course, you're really nervous about opening night because it was a solo show, and I knew, you know, I wanted to give a speech as well, and I didn't think I was very good at public talking, but I did really well. <laughs> I was really nervous about giving a speech and just really, you get really nervous about being the centre of attention, you know. Um, <coughs> and so there's a lot of pre-nerves that go into that and adrenaline that goes into creating that show. And, you know, once the night was over, it was just like, oh, I guess there's this feeling of like, yay, I, you, you did it, I did it. But there's also this real sort of, because you put so much of your heart and soul into it, I just had this, it was like a bit of a come down, you know, this sort of anti-climax, whereas I, you know, I should feel great that I achieved this show. I sold one painting, um, would have, it would be great to sell more, uh, because that's definitely an objective. I'd like to be able to make money from creating art. But it's, it's great, you said you were on Radioactive the other day doing a talk, and you've been promoting that. And you've come in to do this, you know, within a short time frame. And, you yeah. know, and you've got other probably things that are still on the go. Like you said, you're off to the gallery this afternoon to yeah. do a bit more. So yeah. you've sort of got to drive it while it, it's hot. Yeah, and I'm thinking I need to do a little bit more renegade advertising because I've got one more week at the gallery. Yeah. So I'm thinking I need to get out 
onto the street with a canvas and just do some painting and have a billboard on either side of me or something. <laughs> Maybe I should do it at night with a, my rave light next to me. <laughs> do they have a late um, night there? Late night? Yeah, do they have a late night? No. I'm just wondering. Especially with the style of work you're doing, you know? Yeah. Just to see it like at an opening or at a sort of nine till midnight sort of period, you know? Well, it would be great for them to do that because I've got this beautiful wooden bar there. It's quite Berlin style bar. It really suits having late night um, showings. But uh, one thing I did do um, that I suggest is a really cool idea is um, I created a GIF and we projected that out onto the street from the gallery. And that was amazing, it was big projection out onto the street and we, we, we called it renegade advertising because you can't really see the gallery from the street, it's up one floor. Yeah. If you're down on Dixon Street at night, you can see the imagery out onto the street. Yeah. And so that was actually a really, really simple thing to do. Yeah. Um, and if you learn how to make a GIF, you know, it's just, just another way that you can you know, it's another facet of um, exhibiting, isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. It's been fantastic having you here, and I'll just open the questions to the floor. I'll grab my mic so people can answer any questions they may have for Kat. Um, see about your, the festivals you went to. Um, I, I went to a few up north, and they had like live painting there. And it's really awesome, like in that moment, and you can watch it develop as the night or days, few days progresses, you know, and that's really exciting. And I would love to do that. I think it's yeah. a really great concept. And in Takika as well, because I was down there in last summer and just loved it and those little bush groups and stuff they have. Yeah, nice. Probably bring some of that. Yeah, well, um, a lot of the painting I do, as you can see, it's got fluorescent paint oh in yeah. it. Yeah. So you could do the live painting with like UV lights, yeah. which would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, cool. Creative work in Wellington? I've only just moved up here um, at the end of last year. I've been renovating a house, and this is the first thing that I've really delved into since renovating a house. Um, so, no, at the moment I'm in the process of looking for creative work, <laughs> but also trying to create my own. Yeah, looking into ways that I can do that myself. Like, I'm thinking of moving up north at summertime. Um, staying with a friend and opening a pop-up gallery where I know that people go for summer, you know, to spend their summer, um, Matakana, because um, I know a lot of people leave the city at summer. <laughs> so that's a little plan that I have up my sleeve. Yeah, and looking at, that's something I'm looking at now is, you know, how do you, how do you get yourself out there so that you can make some income from your, instead of working for other people? Yeah. It's interesting, Netherlands, people would say, oh, what do you do? And he'd be like, I'm an artist. And they're like, oh, yeah. And New Zealand, um, people would be like, what do you do? And he would be like, I'm an artist. And they're like, well, what else do you do? Because it's sort of, that's a, I mean, it's an understanding that we, we have, I suppose, because we're a small population and we're trying to work our ways of how we can sustain ourselves. And, but like you said, with that transition, you went from working in jobs that were sort of supporting the creativity to then suddenly having creative jobs. Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah, it's a pretty excellent transition. And some of the other guest speakers we've had have come in and talked about that. Dan Mills talked about the murals and he was having to put all the grants out there and he had to do all the work. And then all of us, he came over to my house last night and all the work's coming his way now. He's keep, can barely keep up with it. So 
There is sometimes a bit of a volunteer thing you do if you're out in creativity and then there's a sort of a point where it seems to tip the other way. Yeah, nice. Like that, coming out here was a really cool thing for me because, you know, Dan saw photos on Facebook and so I felt like I got um, sourced, you know, you found me, which was great. And so little things like that, I think, can really help you to get exposure and, yeah, getting yourself out there. What well, was the gallery that was promoting your work and then I think four days ago I friended you and then a few days later you're here. So I think social media is working quite well like that. Yeah, it's great. It's good to know that it is working because sometimes it feels like it's not when you don't get lots of likes. I think people still view it and they're still taking it in, but you're not aware that that's happening. Yeah. It's like people seeing your work in an exhibition. You just don't know how many people are seeing your work right yeah. now and standing in front of it in, yeah. in awe, but you just don't know. Yeah. It does make it more inaccessible for people and it's only a certain amount of people can afford them or um, so I am looking at other ways of you know like maybe doing works on paper bringing the scale down a bit um, yes it definitely does but sometimes actually when I was working on this current exhibition a lot of the time I would look at my work and I just felt like I was making giant swatches for fabric you know, like I looked at them and thought, wow, they just make such cool um, tights, le leggings for men and women. <laughs> um, yeah, so sometimes I felt like I was making swatches for fabric. And so that's something else. I think for me, I just feel like I can't give up. I have to keep, mm. keep following my um, ideas. And adding value by using your paintings for another medium. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to make, um, you know, just start off by making tights or, I don't know, scarves or something that's really accessible for people, um, cheaper than the paintings, I don't know, clothing, you can sell clothing, and it's something that I'm passionate about, even though I don't look like it today, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really into um, funky clothing and creating different styles of, I call it fashionista fuddy, that's my new... I'd like to make a label like that and make some, yeah, cool clothing. And that's a cool thing about creativity. It just branches out into so many different, you know, you might just think you're doing a drawing, but anything can sort of come from that if you push it out in the direction that you want it to go. All that risk-taking as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting yourself into places where maybe you don't feel comfortable, like yeah. you said, with the public talking and speaking. And Yeah, that's right. And, you know... I just have to keep going. I'm just really determined to keep it going and keep producing works and keep following my instincts, you know, and making clothing, having a multi-genre show with some other people. I just think you just have to keep putting yourself out there and, yeah, just keep it, keep, keep it burning, mm -hmm. <laughs> keep it rolling. The yeah. um, thumbnails you've got there would look nice on ceramics as well. Yeah, I used to love doing ceramics out here at the Learning Connection. And I, did you any of you see um, what's her name Frances Richard at City Gallery? I highly recommend getting along to that e exhibition. It's, she's got lots of really neon pop coloured fluoro works as well. Um, and seeing her, yeah, I think it's I don't know if that's ceramic. Maybe it's I don't know what material she uses to model with, but. That really, it was really inspiring because she uses all these bright, flashy colours and, and yeah, I guess you can only do so much in 
<laughs> one day, but that would be a really cool thing to do. When you see a whole picture, that's what drew me towards the digital printing as well, is just because you'd be able to get that whole, I, I don't know if I'd be able to recreate that whole um, image onto, you know, directly onto fabric. I just don't know how good the quality of digital printing is. Yeah. Like printing means you can get archival works that last many, many years. Mm. It'd be the same with screen printing onto fabric, but you know, that would only last a certain amount True. as well, you know, probably less so than the digital print. But they're both avenues to explore, for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, so before you approached the galleries, did you have a massive body of work already? I did, yeah. yeah. I had, well, I had half the body that I have in there. I've got 19 paintings in there. Yeah, so, and it, because it's a big gallery, um, I was determined to fill it, so, yeah. <laughs> so I went and created the other half of works. Half work, but yeah. you can do dual exhibitions, because mm. um, that's another thing with this gallery, you know, you have to pay a rental fee with some galleries. Mm -hmm. Is that a quite a common thing now? Oh, you have to pay rental gone, fees. Go on a bit user page, but not all galleries are like yeah, that. Yeah, and so then the commission comes down slightly because you're paying a weekly fee, okay. and that becomes a lot cheaper if you yeah. collaborate with other artists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Choice, Kath. Been great having Thank you. Thank This podcast was brought to you by the Learning Connection School of Creativity and Art, TLC.ac.nz.